All right, mama, you started your business because you're great at what you do and you want to do it on your terms. Hello, freedom and flexibility. But you're a couple of years in, handcuffed your biz more overwhelmed than ever. You feel like you're not doing anything well at work or with your fam. If that's you, stay tuned. I'm Ridhu Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, former professional organizer turned productivity pro, here to help women like you with growing businesses stop drowning and start controlling all your demands and distractions. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. Okay, let's go back in time and start with a story today. It was the be-all, end-all childhood soiree, my eighth birthday party at McDonald's. And guess what? I was the last one to arrive. (laughs) Although I don't really remember being upset about it. It was just what I knew. I walked in. Everybody, like all the friends were already there. I remember walking in and seeing the presents on one side and I'm pretty sure Ronald McDonald was there at that time. They used to have the actual Ronald McDonald character and everyone was in that jumping like area. And I came in and, but it was what I knew. Like when I would get dropped off to school or camp, I was always late. 20 minutes late. If my parents, my mom had to come to the parent-teacher conference, usually my dad was working, we were 15 minutes late. Right? It was just anywhere we had to go, we were just late. I, I almost feel like I had this expectation that we were going to be late. Uh, so when it came to being on time, I had one major player working against me when I was young, which was my mom. I love her to the moon, but she is just not someone who's really been on time and neither has her brothers or her dad. Like this, like that side of the family is just like, they are not on time. And that's typically basically like how I was when things, when I was growing up. Right. And um, she was always just, and not like terribly late, not like an hour late or anything like that, but we always have to have that like 10 to 20 or 30 minute buffer zone. So needless to say, I grew up late for everything. However, as I moved into my 20s, I learned how to go from that really kind of late person to making 10 to 15 minutes. My absolute latest to really getting to five minutes as I got older. And then really now I like to be a little early. So I am very familiar with going from a late person to a timely person. Now, I would not call myself an early person. I'm typically not at things, you know, 10 minutes early, 20 minutes early. I have friends like that who like to be there everything really, really early. I'm not on that side, but I'm not late. I'm typically right on time. And, you know, it was something I truly had to learn because again, how I grew up was just very different. It became my expectation. It was no big deal to be late. And as I got older, I realized it wasn't serving me well. It felt kind of disrespectful to other people. I actually, as I got older, heard from friends who said, you know, who'd get angry about it. Um, and And I just didn't like the way it felt. And also just, it kept me more scattered and overwhelmed. So it was something I needed to learn is my point here. It is not something that came to me naturally or that the environment that I grew up in was like that. Which of course is ironic that my role today is productivity coach, or maybe that's exactly why I do what I do today. Either way, I'm living proof that you can too 
go from being a late person to an almost on time person, or dare I say it, an early person. Now, in my journey to becoming this time pro, I'll call it, I learned three essential practices that timely people use on an everyday basis. And I'm going to take you through them. I'll give you a couple of examples as I like to do. And I would love for you to think about yourself in these situations. You're like, is this me? Is this an area that I can improve on? Do I have an opportunity to get a little better here? So that maybe you're not always late. Maybe you're sometimes late. Maybe you are always late. I don't know. But in some regard, in some way, you can move and transition to becoming a more timely person, just like I did. All right. So let's jump right in. Number one. I learned to understand hidden time. Now, this may come as a surprise to you. It certainly did for me. But did you know that it can take upwards of five minutes to get out of your house, even when you're 100% ready to go? I know, crazy, right? That last bathroom stop or finding your phone or locking up the doors or searching for the address or swapping your purse out, right? And bam, just like that, you've added five minutes onto your departure time. This is really sneaky hidden time. It is these unaccounted minutes that rack up really quickly. It's time that gets sucked up by simple tasks that typically have to do with preparation, travel, setup, decompressing, you know, all of those types of things that are hidden that we're not thinking about as we're literally making it out the door or arriving somewhere. Or this could be like parking, right? Um, or hitting every red light. Those are hidden time as well. But a lot of it is also, I think, just getting out of the environment that you're in into the next place. Like, so example, you rush home from work, let's say at six o'clock because you're going to meet friends at 6.30, right? And it's about a 20 or 25 minute drive, like where you need to be. You're like, yes, no problem. Oh yeah, I'm get home at six. I'll totally meet you at 6.30. In your mind, that completely makes sense. It works. 6, 6.30, it's only, they're only 25 minutes away. Perfect. Theoretically, you know you can make it. But in reality, you probably need at least 10 to 15 minutes of hidden time to drop off your bags, maybe change out of your work clothes into your going out clothes, feed the dog, or just like take a freaking deep breath before you head out the door. Can we just like touch up our makeup, fix our hair a little bit? Not to mention the time to get from the parking lot to the restaurant after paying the meter, right? So it's like that time too is that hidden time. So thinking like a timely person means being very mindful of seemingly insignificant hidden tasks and hidden time and then adding them into your plans. I've learned to add hidden time by playing the movie in my head. Like playing it ahead of time, thinking what are all the steps that I need to take from now until my destination and think about what those all are because that helps me identify my head in time. So I literally am picturing myself walking into the house and doing everything that needs to get done before I leave. As I'm playing that picture in my mind, I'm like, oh, I'm going to put down my keys. I'm going to take off my shoes. I'm going to grab a glass of water. I'm going to go like, you know, change my clothes. I'm going to change my purse. I'm going to get my phone, you know, like all the things. So by seeing my next steps, I can assign kind of a number of minutes to each one or start thinking through, well, actually, I'm really, truly going to need at least 10 minutes there. Then when I drive there, I need to 
you know, pay the, go to the machine to pay for the parking and then park, which sometimes can take a few minutes and then get to the restaurant, right? And so now that might be another 10 minutes. And so instead of agreeing to say, I'll be there at 6.30, I will probably just say, hey, I know you guys are meeting at 6.30. I'll be closer to 6.45. And this takes off so much stress off of me. I don't like walking in late. Sometimes it's okay, right? If you're just like meeting out at a bar, it's no big deal. But if you have reservations, people are waiting on you. I hate it. I hate that feeling. And it's just so great to set the expectation for other people up front. So you're not irritating them, right? And you're not, they don't feel like she's not respecting my time. So all of that goes away. Now I know, you know what? I need at least 15 or 20 minutes to tack on between getting home and getting out again. I mean, in terms of actually getting to the place because that's a movie that's been replayed in my mind many, many times. Number two, I've learned to add buffer time. Listen, my friend, I would love it if there were no rubbernecking, if there was no coffee spilling on my shirt when I'm going out the door and I'm backing out the driveway. <laughs> I would love it if there were no meltdowns at home. I would love it if you know everybody just found everything they needed first thing in the morning. But I'd also love a private organic chef and clothes that fold themselves. Don't mean it's really going to happen, now does it? Listen, you can tell yourself that everything will go exactly according to plan down to the last minute with no room for error. But how has that been working out for you? (laughs) For me, it kept me running late and worse, making excuses about the traffic or the unexpected phone call or how I couldn't find my phone or, you know, any other the dog ate my homework type excuses or reasons for my tardiness. It's annoying to come up with those reasons. It's annoying to be on the recipient end of hearing those excuses. And, you know, especially when it becomes a habit and you say these things over and over and the expectation becomes that you are the late person. Listen, there is no respect for the late person in in general, right? Again, it's like this person doesn't value my time. They can't keep their word. There are just much bigger signals that are being sent when you're consistently late. The timely people buffer their time. They take into account unforeseen happenstances. So this is different than what I was just talking about in terms of hidden time. Hidden time is stuff that you can foresee. It's actually part of your process from getting from point A to point B, but you're just not accounting for that time. Buffer time is the unforeseen stuff that you can't necessarily account for ahead of time. You can't necessarily see it but it happens like the traffic, like how long that phone call actually took you. You thought it would take five minutes, but the person didn't stop talking and you couldn't get off for 15, right? Like somebody uh, dropping off something at your house just when you're about to leave, right? These are things you can't foresee ahead of time. But by adding the buffer time, it sets realistic expectations about what could happen between or before commitments So excuses like, I got all the red lights or I shouldn't have answered that text, right? They rarely cross your path because you've already put in that extra extra cushion, right? It turns out by padding your schedule, you actually have less wasted time in your life. Why is this? Because now since you've buffered it, you've cushioned the time, you have more time to think clearly, right? And to clarify and 
to think about what you're doing during that time instead of stressing out that you're running late, right? So you get more energized actually by buffering your time. It keeps you feeling more in control. It keeps you less scattered and it just really helps you stay on task and focus. So on the other hand, when you're running around without a moment of buffer time or cushion time, or like you have no moment of that downtime, you make careless mistakes and you forget details. So it's not only about other people respecting your time, but it's a way for you to get control over your energy and your just deliberateness and your focus. So a way that I've learned to embrace buffer time is to add at least 20% to whatever time I think I need. I think I feel like clients ask me all the time for a number, (laughs) like how much should I add? So I basically now just come up with 20%. So if you're like, oh, it just takes me 10 minutes to get to the bar. I I don't know why I'm bringing up the bar a lot today, but the bar, the restaurant or wherever I have to get to my next client, make it more like 12, right? At least like do the 20%. I know it's just two minutes, but we all know how the two minutes can make such a big difference. Two minutes here and two minutes there and three minutes there, it adds up, right? If you're like, it's going to take me 45 minutes to shower and dress, maybe it's more like 50, 55. Let's buffer at 20%, okay? It was 30 minutes to clean up. Maybe you should plan on 35. (laughs) So I'm always trying to add on a little bit because I want to tack it on. And you know what? If you get done earlier, fantastic. You get some more time. No one's ever complained about that. But without the buffer time, you can fall really far behind. So on time or early people would rather have more time with buffer to be more in control than less time so that they're more calm versus chaotic, which leads me to my third lesson. Number three, I learned to welcome the weight. I can't wait for you to hear about this one because I think for really driven, ambitious women or people, this one is really hard, right? Because we feel like we always have to be be doing. So as someone who prides herself on checking tasks off the list, I love, love shoving in one more thing before I have to leave for anywhere, right? There's always that one last thing. I can just get it done just in time. So late people love to do things right until the very last moment, which is really well past the last moment. So they prove to themselves they're making the best use of their time, right? I love doing that. I like to be like, oh, wait, I'm so productive. I can just squeeze in one more thing. I'll answer that last email or throw in that load of laundry or make a call when I really should be heading out the door because... There's all the things from number one, the hidden time that I'm not accounting for. Additionally, you hate the thought of getting anywhere ahead of time, right? Because you're like, oh my gosh, if I get there too early, if I get there early, I'm just wasting my time. So instead of enjoying that few minutes of relaxation or downtime or time just for clarity or time to walk in without looking, walking in without looking like a crazy mess, you start kicking yourself for not finishing that last message or for not clearing the sink or for not paying the bill before you left. You're like, ah, I could have done that one more thing. So if that's you, if you can resonate, listen to me right now, here is how I've combated this late person's way of thinking. One, I plan something small to do in case I'm early. So maybe I will plan to catch up on my texts as I'm sitting in the car or waiting in the waiting room. Maybe I'll go through my schedule for that week or for the day. Maybe I will make a quick call to a friend, but or I'll bring something to read or I'll get through an email. But like I've already sort of planned ahead of time 
here are some two-minute, one-minute, five-minute tasks that I can do. Because otherwise, if I do have extra time, I'll probably just jump on social media and that's a waste of my time, right? It's really not serving any purpose or getting me closer to any of my goals. So this planned activity or activities, they're specific and it does add another check off my list. So I feel really motivated by it, but I'm also getting somewhere early so I can be calm and collected and have my like mind together and clarity before I walk in. Okay. Or this can also be between, let's say, calls if it's not actually physically going somewhere. Number two thing I do when I catch myself thinking, oh my God, just one more thing before I leave, I could just squeeze in this one more thing. I now say to myself, I literally, literally say, this can wait. Instead, get your early activity planned instead. Like, what is my early activity going to be? So instead of saying, I'm going to shove in one more thing now, I'm like, what's the thing I can do later while I'm waiting? And I'm thinking ahead of time what that is. Because otherwise, again, if I don't have it planned, then I got there and I'm like, just getting a social media and just nonsense. All right. So I do this little, this little reminder to myself that I can still get more done without being late. I'm just doing it on the other end. I'm getting there and doing it versus squeezing it in before I leave. That little shift, it's like, I'm doing it later. I'm still being productive. I'm getting something off the checklist, doing it later instead of earlier is such a dramatic shift in the timing that you get somewhere and how you feel. All right. So like I've now gone from sort of literally hating being early. Like I didn't like it. It always felt like a waste of time to me. I enjoy being the first one in or the first one there or the first one, because now I'm like, I can go and relax and there's a good chance I can get something done. Sometimes I plan to be there early and some of the unforeseen circumstances happen, right? Like I have added that buffer time and I use the whole buffer time because there was rubbernecking or some traffic or something crazy going on. And I'm like, okay, great. You know what? Not only I didn't get in the extra thing, but I certainly wasn't late either. So it works in either scenario. Okay. You will have no more apologies. You'll have no more excuses, no more scurrying around with like your shirt untucked or hair in a mess or just your, you know, just kind of like, you know, when that person walks in and they're just like, it's like a tornado walks in. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that energy. You don't want to give off that energy. Right. And when you start kind of practicing these three learnings, you will not be thinking or wondering to yourself, okay, what is this on-time secret sauce that everybody else seems to have, but I don't, right? That's it. You know it now. You got it. Okay. And I guarantee people, other people will look at you differently too, because I know they look at me differently too, as I am on time or early, right? The eye rolls that you might get like when you were late are replaced with embraces and smiles and an appreciation for taking that commitment really seriously. All right. So my late friend, follow these simple practices. And I promise you that you too can be on time all of the time, or at least most of the time. All right. So, you know, I always love to leave you with a challenge. I want you to make your time here 100% worth it. So today's action is to pick one of the three lessons and start really intentionally, deliberately implementing them in your own life, using them as a practice. Don't try to do all three. Maybe all three of them, you're like, that's so me. That's so me. That's so me. I do it. But pick one. We know that we always get better results when we focus on one change, one tweak at a time. So number one, just a real little recap here. Are you accounting for your hidden time? This is the stuff that 
actually is happening, but we're not, we're not adding in that time. Number two, are you adding buffer time? This is stuff that you can't necessarily foresee, but the stuff always happens. So add in the extra time. And then number three, welcome the wait. What can you do instead of throwing in and pushing in and smashing in one more thing before you leave? What can you plan for on the other end before you get there? I am so excited for you to try this. Will you please come over and let me know you did it? You know, I love to cheer you on. Just come on over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash podcast and leave me a message. Listen, I'm not going to pretend that all of these changes happen in a day or overnight that all of a sudden you're going to go from someone who's consistently late or stressing out or overwhelmed to always on time and early, right? It's not going to happen overnight or in a week or even sometimes in a few weeks, right? But it 100% can happen. You can get out of your perpetual overwhelmed state. You can fall in love with your business. You can feel fully present with your family all at the same time. If you know in your heart, like this is possible, but you also recognize that you're not the expert in figuring out how to do this, we should really talk. Just have a conversation about how you're feeling. Get to the root of what's keeping you stuck and seeing if there's a way to get it you out of it quickly. I love helping my clients grow their businesses and be more present in their home lives so they feel fully in control. So if you're interested in working closer with me and learning more about how we might partner together, then come on over and set up some time for us to talk over at lifeisorganized.com forward slash coaching. As always, you are the best for showing up here. I, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for your time loving vibes, positive energy, and know that I am sending them right back your way. Here's to getting more of the right things done and embracing productivity and purpose. I will catch you next time. Bye-bye.